the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you for joining me today. It's Tuesday, November the 23rd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on November 23rd, 1971, the People's Republic of China, they were seated at the UN Security Council. Yeah, doesn't that make you feel safe to have them seated at the Security Council table? Today, in 1785, John Hancock was elected president of the Continental Congress for the second time. I always wondered as a kid, I would hear people say, put your Jan- John Hancock right here. And I was always trying to figure out, do I have a John Hancock? And then I figured out that was my signature. It was whosoever's signature. Remember John Hancock? He said, I'm going to sign the Declaration of Independence in great big writing because he said, I want the king to be sure and see my name on this Declaration of Independence. I think more of us should be signing a declaration of commitment to the Lord in big writing in today's world. Nonetheless, John Hancock was a man as well as a signature. Today in 1889, the first jukebox, it made its debut in San Francisco. It was a coin-operated device. It consisted of four listening tubes attached to an Edison phonograph. And somebody's saying, what's a, what's a jukebox? Well, you would be a 50-year-old child who didn't grow up in the right generation, so you can look it up for yourself. But for the rest of us who are over 40, we know what a jukebox is. Today in 1909, the Wright brothers formed a million-dollar, 1909, a million-dollar corporation for the commercial manufacture of airplanes, their airplanes. Bill Boyd must have been paying attention to what was happening on the East Coast because he was sitting out in Seattle. And on July 15, 1916, just a few years later, in Seattle, Bill Boyd said, I think I'll start building some airplanes too. And he did. Boeing started July 15, 1916. Today in 1936, Life magazine, the photojournalism magazine, was created by Henry Luce. It put out its first publication, its first issue, 1936, today. Today, in 1945, wartime meat and butter rationing, it ended in the U.S. Today, in 1963, President Lyndon B. Johnson proclaimed November 25th, that would be day after tomorrow, a day of national mourning. He announced that today, though, in 1963, a national day of warning following the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Today, in uh, 1992, the first smartphone, it was an IBM Simone, was introduced. I think it was introduced at that uh, kind of a tech convention. I forget the name of it. They have in uh, Las Vegas every year. It's kind of a big deal for people who are really into tech stuff. I think that's where it was introduced. But anyway, that's when the smartphone started. And now it has taken control 
of many people's lives. And I think some of you would smile and say, I know some people who can't leave their smartphone alone. So do I. And I wish they would. Maybe I should pay more attention to mine, but nonetheless, that all started today in 1992. In a statement issued from the White House on Friday, President Biden declared that the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case left him feeling angry and concerned. But he acknowledged that the jury had spoken. As you know, Kyle Rittenhouse has, was found not guilty on all five counts against him. We've talked about that here, and the whole world has talked about it. Why would the president be angry and concerned? Why are the leftists now claiming that the massacre at the Christ Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Sunday evening is karma? I don't use that word, but they do. It's karma for the Rittenhouse case. Mr. President, and he doesn't listen to me, <laughs> he's never heard of me. But if he did, I would say, Mr. President, we should all be concerned. But I'd like to talk to you a little bit today about what we should be concerned about. And I think it's probably different than his concerns. But we shouldn't be terribly concerned. And I'll tell you why. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 are among my favorite verses. And I, when I say favorite verses, I immediately find myself thinking, man, they're all favorite verses to me. I mean, every verse in the word of God is my favorite because it's God's inspired, infallible, unchangeable word, eternal word. And God has graciously, even as he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins and be resurrected from the dead, he has given us his word that we can use to live by and to be inspired by. And we can know what God thinks in times of difficulties and struggles. In that context, Paul wrote in his letter to the Philippians, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't, don't worry too much. <laughs> don't be too concerned. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Bottom line, yeah, there's a lot of things to be concerned about, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, in other words, be aware of all of the good things that God is doing and has done for each of us. But in that context, let your request be made known unto God. And yes, God hears and answers prayer, but also in that context, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It has been said that our hope is not as those who have no hope, who do not know Christ. But I would add to that, and that is true, but I would add to that that people look for peace in so many different ways. Certainly nations do, but individuals do. And we live in a very tumultuous time. I mean, there is not peace 
in our culture, in our world. Everything is up in the air. Everything is seems to be spinning out of control. And yet the Bible speaks of the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's beyond what we can fully grasp in our limited abilities in this life. So we're not talking about denial. We're not talking about, we'll say, well, that doesn't exist. This doesn't exist. That's what the secular progressive does. They run into a problem they can't solve. They can't get their mind wrapped around it. And they say, well, you know, well, that doesn't exist. Yes, it does. It's a problem. And it's going to have consequences. The Christian doesn't slip into a state of denial. We slip into a state of being careful for nothing. In fact, in other words, not worrying or being overly concerned about things. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. That's a whole different lifestyle. That's a whole different worldview, as we often say on this program. And, of course, that truth is fundamentally why we do this program every day. There is hope. There is an answer to all of the problems in the world. And yet God wants us to be informed and know what's going on in our world. Thank you for supporting this effort. It allows it to happen. It's meaningful to me because I feel that the Lord has led me to do this, and I couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Or you can go online to our website, Faith and Freedom, A-N-D Freedom, dot us and you can donate there and a number of a lot of people are doing that now more and more in fact but whatever you want to do is is great thank you in advance and if the lord speaks to your heart i know you'll do what he directs you to do as we're doing the same in this program daily originating live we're trying to do what we feel god wants us to do so thanks for standing with me on this biden should be concerned but I think his concern is directed at political gain because that's what he knows. I know he presents himself as a deeply religious man, but I, he may want to be. But his religion is not biblical in so many aspects. In his official statement from the White House, President Biden said, while the verdict of Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, he said, we must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. He continued as President Trump did during his presidency. Trump doesn't get any credit for that, but he did. Biden continued, just as Trump did during his presidency, to, quote, urge everyone to express their views peacefully. He said that. So did Trump. Biden was reported as saying that. Trump, of course, was not. But the revolution, they say, has started. In fact, more and more people have been saying that the last few days. The Daily Caller is reporting that Black Lives Matter activist Vaughn Mays, he's kind of a rising star in that Marxist organization, has little to do really with black lives. I mean, let's be honest. It has to do with, with power and it has to do with Marxism more than black lives, that particular organization. In fact, the founders have said that they were trained by Marxists. I believe them. But Mays is a kind of a rising star in that movement. Uh, 
he was suggesting that the uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin incident that killed five people Sunday, where the guy drove into the crowd and hit people in the that were marching in the parade, local suburb of Milwaukee parade, killed five people, that he may have been a reaction to Kyle Rittenhouse's verdict. In other words, they're saying if justice is carried out, but it's not the justice we want, there will be consequences, bad consequences. So you better be careful how you rule on cases in court. The Daily Caller says that Mays is saying that it sounds like a revolution has started in Wisconsin. It started with the Christmas parade, he says. Black Lives Matter, they mention uh, this Daryl believes that Daryl Brooks may have motivated Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. An Illinois Democratic leader, this Mary Lemansky, she's saying that she described the Christmas parade rampage in Wisconsin as karma for the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. So every conservative, everybody that holds up the law, every juror, every judge that to the best of their ability acts according in their in their role, acts according to the law and the Constitution, better be careful because karma will get them. The Daily Caller also notes that the verdict has sparked outrage and protest from activists and members of the media across the U.S. Well, indeed, they have. In fact, uh, Jesse Jackson on Saturday was holding this rally in Chicago. They called it a protest. It was kind of a rally against America, really. And they were chanting at that thing, co- uh, I mean, communist revolution. They were chanting those words. All these people that were there with Jesse Jackson leading them. In New York, protesters gathered in Manhattan and Brooklyn. They were calling, I'm quoting their words now. I'm not just summarizing They were calling to burn the precinct to the ground. Police in Portland, Oregon, of course, formally declared the demonstrations to be riots as activists destroyed the front gate of the Multnomah County Justice Center, throwing objects at the police who were trying to restrain them. This Christmas parade has turned into kind of a harbinger of what is to come, I think. Daryl Brooks has been charged with homicide for killing five people in the Christmas parade at Waukesha, but he, at high speed, drove through the crowd along the parade route. He ran into people marching. He ran, ran into people watching them march. He was sort of indiscriminate with his terrorism. Police Chief Daniel Thompson says the police have ruled out terrorism as a motive for the tragic incident, but he confirmed that Brooks has been charged with several five charges with excuse me I forgot to turn off my cell phone it's great to originate live with this program I always turn off my cell phone when I'm in the studio but uh, I did not this morning I drank my coffee though but I forgot the cell phone see I don't spend too much time on the cell phone like some of you guys do I'm not on there all the time I forgot to turn it off I apologize but Police Chief Daniel Thompson says the police have ruled out terrorism. And it seems like Newt Gingrich was kind of taking issue with that. He was on uh, last night. He was on Laura Ingram's program on Fox News. 
And he took direct aim at the left during this appearance. He also, he was talking about President Joe Biden, and he and he included with President Joe Biden his left-wing financier, George Soros. This is former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Gingrich pointed to all of the recent incidents where the rule of law was not enforced and wholly ignored to back up his point. And he, he did, and he didn't mention all of them, but he mentioned several of them. Let me just read to you what he said here. It's a short quote, but I think it's it's important. He argued that the suspect in the Waukesha massacre should be treated as a terrorist, not somebody who is going to make an explanation later. He said, I think if you wanted to undermine and destroy America, this is Newt Gingrich, if you wanted to undermine and destroy America, you could hardly do more effectively, be more effectively than what George Soros and Joe Biden have done. He said, you're showing us now examples that are very predictable. When you have a communist district attorney, which literally he is a communist, Newt says, openly a communist in San Francisco, who says he's not going to enforce the law, he's not going to punish criminals, what do you think is going to happen? You're sending a signal to every would-be thug in the city, go ahead and do what you want to do. Well, that's true, and it's not only in San Francisco. And George Soros, he's absolutely right. George Soros is funding people running for these offices of like district attorney general, city attorney general, and they're coming into office saying, no, I'm not going to enforce. These people have a right, free speech, constitution, blah, blah, blah. And they can go out and burn these cities and so on. That's happening in Portland. It's been said in Seattle. It's all over the place. I mean, that is the kind of the prevailing thought among the far left today in America. And that's the problem. The problem is a result of us moving away from a biblical worldview, which this nation was founded on. But that is the result. Newt Gingrich continued. He said on one occasion in the last few days, they had up to 80 people at a time looting a store. Well, he's right. That was a Nordstrom store. I can't remember where it was. It it wasn't here in the Northwest, but it was somewhere um, in the Midwest, I think. But yeah, there were 80 people and there was organized. They just went in, they broke out the windows, went into this Nordstrom store and was carrying out stuff like, I mean, it was like delivery services carry the stuff into a store. And Newt noted that. He said on one occasion, he said they had up to 80 people at a time looting a store. He said, now, if you're a normal citizen who just uses common sense, it won't take long for you to figure out if all your stores are looted, civilization is collapsing. At the same time, you have this tragedy in Waukesha, he said, which actually resembles what happened in East France about a year and a half ago. He's exactly right. That guy drove that truck down the beach. People were there celebrating. I can't remember what holiday it was, but Bastille Day, I think it was. But anyway, he says, we have somebody in a truck who runs down, kills five people, wounds 40. And I'm sure we're going to presently hear all the explanations of why he did it. I'm quoting Newt Gingrich. And then he said this. He said, but the truth is, that's a massacre. The person who did it should be treated as a terrorist who is willing to kill fellow citizens on that scale. So across the country, whether you're in New York, which has also had its problems, or you're in Wisconsin or Chicago or San Francisco, you have a growing sense that America is just stupid, open, and easy to steal from, and easy to beat up. So the thugs come out of the woodwork, and until we're prepared to turn around and say, you know... You do this kind of stuff, you're not going to be in the street very long. We're going to continue to have this problem. It's a very real crisis 
of our civilization. I would imagine, end of quote, I would imagine that's part of why Joe Biden says he's very concerned. But I don't think he understands the problem. I really don't. And I am absolutely certain that he, and I'm not just picking on the president, but I'm absolutely sure he and that that host of cohorts on the far left, they don't have a clue why all this is happening. They're just saying, wow, it must be Trump or it must be whatever. It's happening because of the policies that result from the worldview that they hold. And the worldview that they hold has moved God over to the margin or completely off the page. And they have said, I will be God. I will assume that role and I will make decisions based on my own secular progressivism, humanistic point of view. That's what's happening. And we're seeing the result of that. The hospital reports that they're treating in Waukesha, 18 children between the age of 3 and 16. There's three sets of siblings in that group. Medical doctor there says the uh, the injuries range from scrapes on their legs to broken bones and serious head injuries. Eight kids have already undergone surgery as a result of a Christmas parade on Sunday afternoon. The police also told the press that his voice was breaking. The spokesperson from the police, the spokesman, He said the five who were killed ranged in age from, I think he said 59 to 81. I believe that was the age span. Sadly, the man arrested, though, over this deadly car attack on this Christmas parade should have been behind bars. He should have never been out. He had an earlier arrest. In fact, he has a rap sheet that's as long as your arm. He was released on a, now they're calling it, an inappropriately low bond before the attack. And he was involved in an altercation just minutes before he drove through this parade and killed these people and injured all the others. The city, of course, is shaken to the core by the events. Those events were canceled, quote unquote. What was intended to be a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ became a look at me massacre. I'm mad. I'm angry. I don't like Christmas. I don't like you people. I don't like America. How smart do you have to be to figure out what the problem is here? Smarter than our current leadership. I'm certain we'll be learning more details today and throughout the days, and it'll be wrapped in some kind of an explanation. Makes me sick when I see this stuff. America, as we've known it, is under attack. We've entered a season of identity-based politics and a kind of a tribalism. There's always been a struggle in our country over history. Make no mistake about it. It isn't like everybody got along until now. No, there's always been division. Well, you know, James Madison had a better idea than Thomas Jefferson and so on. But they all were pointed in the same direction to create a nation of, of freedom under God. And that's what's changed. The founders faced a tremendous challenge in bringing together different views and competing factions to build a united states. The possible consequence of failure was on their minds. They talked about it. Benjamin Franklin said, I've been sitting here, Mr. President, talking to the president of the of the of the uh, Confederate the of the nation at the time as they were forming the Constitution, he said to George Washington, he said, I've been sitting here, Mr. President, looking at that chair. And he said, on it is carved 
the sun on the horizon. And I've been trying to figure out, I'm paraphrasing him, but he said, I've been trying to figure out whether the, the sun is rising over America or setting. And that was in our earliest days when they were trying to write our Constitution. And he said, I have decided, I am convinced, or whatever his words were, he said that the sun is rising on America. They got so cantankerous at one another, They some of them walked out. They took off. They got on their horse and, I don't know, went for a drive. I don't know what they did, but they just left. And they had to get them all back together again. And that's when, again, Franklin, who was probably the least re- religious person in the whole group of, of the guys, the founders that wrote the Constitution, he said, man, I think we better start praying before we assemble. And they even argued over that, but they worked it out, and they began prayer every day. And shortly thereafter, we were given a document that I believe was ordered of the Lord. It's not inspired like the Bible, but it was brought about by God's sovereign intervention. I believe that. And it has stood. It's the Constitution of the United States of America. But in the minds of conservatives today, we're faced with the task of defeating the progressive attack on everything America's been, everything we've stood for. It's all under attack. Alexander Hamilton said in 1775, he said, the sacred rights of mankind are imprinted in human nature by the hand of divinity itself and can never be erased or obscured by mortal power. And there is that that war against that, that genetic, that imprint on everyone who wants freedom. And yet the left is trying to take freedom in the name of preserving freedom. That's the difference. Today, the so-called progressives are obsessed with destroying and building back better. That's a communist, that's a Marxist-inspired slogan. Building back better. In Europe, that... uh, in England, they're using the phrase "building back greener." It's all—it's all out of Marxism. Franklin D. Roosevelt warned his fellow progressives. He said, "Listen up, guys." He was a so-called progressive. Franklin D. Roosevelt. He said, "Quote: We cannot read the history of our rise and development of our nation without reckoning with the place the Bible has occupied in shaping the advances of the republic." where we've been the truest and most consistent in obeying its precepts, we have obtained the greatest measure of contentment and prosperity. FDR got that part of it. He said, stay close to the Bible. He was not a preacher. He was a far-left progressive politician. Yet today the secular progressives are attacking the very foundations of America, our faith, our freedoms, and our families. Yes, Biden should be concerned. But his concern should not be pointed at more government and all the policies that he's putting in place, but rather back to what his, well, I, I guess one of, one of his heroes, he talks about him all the time, FDR. Harry Truman said the fundamental basis of the nation's laws was given to Moses on the mount. The fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from the teachings we get from Exodus and St. Matthew, from Isaiah and St. Paul. He said, I don't think we ever, Harry Truman, he said, I don't think we emphasize that enough these days. He said, if we don't have a fundamental moral background, we'll finally end up with a totalitarian government which doesn't believe in rights for anybody except the state. And of course, Reagan 
Ronald Reagan wisely said every generation must restore our freedom. That's a paraphrase, but it's true. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's always an honor to spend a few minutes with you. I'll see you right here tomorrow. And again, thank you so much for your support, your kind words. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.